I just want to preface this episode by saying, if you are my mother or my father or anyone in my personal life who does not want to hear me talk about sex, dear God, turn this episode off right now. I don't even know why you clicked on it. Hey guys, I hope you are all doing well. Welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv and today we are gonna talk about sex, baby. (laughs) I'm not good at singing. Um, Okay, so I'm just opening up my phone here because we are answering questions on my Instagram about sex, sexuality, and sexual health. This is a first for the podcast. (laughs) Normally I don't talk about sex, but I'm honestly not embarrassed to talk about it at all. I feel like I'm a very open person with this and I'm like totally fine talking about this and answering your guys' questions with my opinion, not saying that I am an expert or anything like that. Uh, And there's lots of podcasts with people who are literal sex psychologists and therapist and stuff like that. Um, But this is just going to be my opinion on things. I'm going to share my perspective and I'm going to answer some of your questions. So yeah, I think we should just get right into it. So the first question, someone said, when is the right time to do it? So in my opinion, the right time to do it is the only right time to do it is when you 100% feel comfortable. I was never the type of person to feel pressure for any reason to do it. Um, Even though some, like the person I was with, I guess you can consider it pressure, like wanted to, I always just never let that get to me. I never felt like just because all, you know, my friends were doing it or people in my school were doing it that I had to, like, I just canceled out all that noise. I was like, fuck that noise. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait until I hundred percent feel ready. I'm kind of like that in a lot of areas of my life. And I guess my whole life, I just know what I'm about. I know when I'm ready for stuff. I know when something's right for me and when it's not, and I don't let anyone else influence that. And I feel like that was kind of the same. So I think the only time that is the right time to do it is when you want to, and you feel ready and you feel safe and all of that that is the right time to do it. I don't think there's any certain age. I don't think there's any certain, you know, time in your life or situation or anything like that. It is just entirely dependent on you and the person or people you're going to do it with. So, okay. The same person asked, what if it is bad slash awkward? So I'm putting this out right now. If you're talking about the first time, it's probably going to be both. Yeah, I feel like, doesn't everyone know that the first time is going to be awkward and bad? Like, I feel like you should never have this idea in your head that the first time is going to be like the most perfect thing ever because that's just like not really physically possible. Sex is messy and it's confusing and it's emotional and it's just like, you know, there's a lot of things trying to go places and like fluids and (laughs) noises and like, I don't know, it's not a, you know, super easy thing to navigate, especially the first time. So yeah, just know that probably the first time you do it, it's going to be bad slash awkward, but you don't have to feel embarrassed about that 
or anything. Like you don't have to feel like, you know, you have to be perfect at it or you have to, you know, have a perfect connection with the person the first time. Like it's just, it's kind of like kissing. Like your first kiss is probably bad and awkward too. So um, yeah, what if it's bad slash awkward? It probably will be. So don't worry about that. (laughs) It's kind of like when people ask to start YouTube and they're like, what if my first video is bad? And I always say, I don't want to be mean, but it probably will be. Um, My first video was bad (laughs) and most people's first video is bad. The first time you do something is usually not the best. So yeah, Um, that same person asked something else that a lot of other people asked too, but I'm just going to touch on that after. So the next one says, how can you overcome a massive block about sex, even though it happened without sex violence? So I guess you're probably talking about like feeling resistant towards it or feeling scared about it or like not wanting to do it for some reason, but feeling like you should, I guess. So if like you said, it's not about sex violence or like sexual trauma or anything like that, because that would be a whole different ball game. And that's probably like psychological things you need to work through um, and maybe see a therapist. But if you just feel nervous or scared or resistant to it, I don't think you have to necessarily force yourself to try and overcome it I think maybe you just aren't ready I know a lot of people feel like there's something wrong with them if they're like scared about it or if they're nervous to do it or if they don't want to do it and you know they feel like there's something wrong with them they feel like they need to fix that but I just want to tell you right now you don't have to force yourself to be ready for anything and when the time is right you probably will feel comfortable and you won't feel like you have any sort of block about it if you feel like you want to, but you still feel like there's this massive block to overcome, I would say you probably just still aren't ready. Like normally if you're with the right person and you're with someone you feel comfortable with, then you probably won't feel super nervous and scared. You probably will just want to do it. That being said, if you are, you know, super nervous and you want to kind of feel more comfortable with the idea of sex and your body, then you should try exploring it on your own. Honestly, it's like, (laughs) it's such a taboo topic, but the only way to truly feel comfortable in sex is feeling very, very comfortable with yourself and not feeling ashamed of yourself or your body, um, not feeling insecure and just trusting that like you're confident and you know yourself well. And I think the only way that you can kind of get to that point is by doing... I don't want to say inner work because in this context, that sounds so bad, but like doing, I guess, like reflective work or honestly, like having solo sex and just taking time to really like get to know yourself and reflect on, you know, who you are as a person, what you like, what you don't like. It's not always just physical stuff. There's a lot of mental and emotional aspects that go into sex as well. And so just being really comfortable with yourself and what you want and what you like and what you want out of a sexual relationship is really important and can definitely help you overcome a lot because I think a lot of people just, they don't even know what they like or what they don't like. And so that makes it kind of more scary and less fun. So yeah, I hope that helps. Someone said, I've never had a relationship, so I don't know if this counts, but I'm really insecure about myself, especially down under. 
and I also have struggles with intimacy. I don't know how to deal with it. Sometimes I really want intimacy, but I know it's like a kind of search for love and acceptance. If I find a partner to overcome my anxiety, I am lucky, but it's hard to find. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. So I think this kind of goes back to what I was saying. My personal opinion on intimacy is if you feel like you are uncomfortable being intimate or you kind of struggle with intimacy, it's probably because you are not focusing enough on self-love. I have experienced in the past, not even intimacy in terms of sex, but even just like, you know, like standing close to strangers or giving people hugs or, you know, sitting close to a friend or things like that, like things that are more intimate physically. I really struggled with that. And even things like, you know, a couple of years ago when I would talk to my followers on Instagram, I never really felt like I could be open and honest with them because I didn't feel like I was comfortable with that level of intimacy. And over the years, as I've practiced like meditation and I've done inner work and self-reflection and all of those things, and I've gotten a lot more comfortable with myself, I am so much more able to be open with other people and to be intimate with other people. And I'm totally fine giving anyone a hug now um, and like standing close to people and like talking about things that are really, you know, hard to talk about. Um, I think for me, intimacy really stems from being comfortable with myself. And when I'm not comfortable with myself, I notice that I'm a lot more um, withdrawn and closed off to others. So to answer your question, I think if you're craving intimacy, I think it might be because you are feeling lonely or you feel alone. And if I'm being honest, the best way to cure loneliness is to focus on yourself and get really comfortable being happy, being alone, um, get comfortable being with yourself. And once that happens, you'll find that intimacy kind of just flows in your life and you don't have to force it. You don't feel like you're searching for it. So if you want to be more intimate or experience more intimacy, being comfortable with yourself is kind of like the number one step. So (laughs) I hope that that answers your question. Okay. The next question says, sex and emotions, is it possible to separate the two? For me, it isn't. Yeah, for me, it isn't either. I find that sex is like a super, super, super emotional thing. Like super. I think it's definitely possible to separate sex and emotions. I don't think that if you're the type of person who feels very emotional about sex, I don't think you should try and force yourself to separate the two. I just think you should accept, you know, whatever way it is for you, whether you can or can't separate emotion from sex. Um, No one can really tell you if you can or can't. You just, you have to know it for yourself. And um, if you can't, then there's nothing wrong with that. And if you can, there's nothing wrong with that too. Someone else asked, is it okay to be terrified at the thought of sex? I definitely think so. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's kind of a scary thing. It's like the most intimate thing you can do with a person, arguably. And I think especially if you're younger, like, yeah, being scared or nervous about it is like totally fine. I don't think you should force yourself to try and get over that. Like I said, I think it's totally normal to be scared, terrified of it, whatever. Um, Like I said, unless it's 
you know, the result of a trauma or like sexual violence or anything like that, then that's obviously a deeper problem that you probably will want to seek professional help with. But if it's just like you haven't done it before and you're scared of it, of course that's normal. It's definitely okay. Someone said, was it weird being with someone else after a long-term relationship? I'm scared. Yes, it definitely is. I mean, it's weird in lots of ways, like not just sex, but yeah, it's definitely very, very, very hard, especially if the person you were in a long-term relationship with was like the one only person you've ever had sex with. It's very hard. You might cry. I'm not speaking from personal experience or anything like that. Lol. Um, but yeah, of course it's weird and there's nothing wrong with you if you think it's weird. Um, and if you're like totally fine with it, if you move on right away, then that's fine too. What I'm getting at here is that it's always going to be different for other people. But yeah, for me, it was definitely weird, not weird, bad, but just weird because you're used to someone else for so long and then things are different and it's kind of like, whoa, but it gets comfortable quick. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. Somebody said how to be comfortable talking about sexual health with your partner. Um, Greg and I kind of talked about this in last week's episode, actually, when we did an episode on communication, we talked about how to bring up things or how to talk about things that you're embarrassed about or that you feel shameful about. Um, And then we kind of got on the topic of sex. But honestly, if you are not comfortable talking about those things with your partner, then they probably are not the right partner for you. That being said, you have to at least try to bring things up and try to communicate those things with them. You have to try and be honest and say exactly what you feel um, because that's the only way to know if someone's going to be a good fit for you. So like in past relationships, I have definitely felt not comfortable talking about sex related things and sexual health. And I just had to learn over the years that it probably wasn't a good fit. So that's not something that I can tell you for sure. But I think if you want to be comfortable with your partner and you definitely think it's a good fit and that you should be comfortable with them, then you just kind of have to do it. It's kind of like a practice thing. Like it's going to be weird talking about you know whatever it is or like saying the words of whatever you're uncomfortable to say the first time but the more you talk about it the easier it gets and I honestly find talking about sex and sexual health and all of that with a partner is like the most fun thing ever because it's something that only you and them share and it's just like I don't know it's just nice to be able to talk to them about it but you gotta just take the first steps you gotta say the words you gotta say exactly what you mean don't beat around the bush don't try and like play it off as if you're like talking about one thing, but you really mean something else. You just have to be really open and honest and direct. And if they're the right fit for you, then they'll respond accordingly and you will have no reason to feel uncomfortable. You'll discover quickly. Someone said, do you think questioning your sexuality is for all orientations, including straight? I feel like, yes, I don't, (laughs) I feel like there's no sexual orientation that's like, you're not allowed to question anything. I think everyone questions their sexuality at some point in their life, whether they like consciously do it or not. I don't necessarily believe that sexuality is like, there's just like categories and you fit into one. I feel like it's totally a spectrum. And even if your whole life you felt like you were one way and then it turns out you meet someone who's like totally the opposite gender or they identify as something totally different than you expected that you would be attracted to but you you know are attracted to that person I don't think you should not pursue it because you thought that you were 
a certain orientation. Like I just, I definitely see people as just souls and as individual humans. And I just, you know, I see them as who they are. And I hope that other people do too. I really hope that you don't think you're not allowed to question your sexuality because you are, you know, you've already picked one or you've already defined yourself as something is what I'm getting at. So yes, I think questioning your sexuality is for all orientations for sure. Someone said, what do you think is the ideal way to educate people on sexual relationships and pleasure? So I don't know if you're talking about like in schools, like what my stance is on like abstinence versus sex education. If we're talking about the school one, I definitely think that sex education is like 100% the way to go. People are going to do it anyway. And I would so much rather people be informed about like the dangers of it as well as why they might want to do it, why it's fun, why everyone's so obsessed with it, but also how to keep themselves safe. I feel like just not talking about it or telling people not to do something. They're probably not going to be super nerdy like me and go search out medical um, sources to get information. They're probably just going to turn to porn or like movies or something, which are just so damaging and inaccurate to young people. I think I definitely think having a educated and, you know, like professional person, whether it's like a nurse or a doctor or anything like that, um, give the sex talk in schools is like the way to go for sure. If we're talking about in general, like how to educate your partner on what you like and what you don't like, just being honest with them is the best way. You can't really expect people to read your mind and understand what you mean and guess at what you like. It can be very specific for each individual person. And if you don't tell someone what you like or what you're looking for, then they're probably not going to be able to guess. So um, yeah, being open and honest is, it's just always the way. (laughs) Someone said, how do you deal with pressures like not being lubricated enough or pressure around orgasm? Heart. (laughs) I like the emojis that people are using for these. They're using like flowers and hearts and stuff. It's very cute. Um, Okay. So those are two very separate things. So not being lubricated enough. I have a few thoughts on this. So I always felt like I had a problem with this. Like I felt like I just, I don't know, my body was broken. Like it didn't make enough lubrication on its own. Um, And then I looked into it and I learned that birth control can have an effect on that, like the birth control pill. And I've been taking that for quite a long time. So I actually went off the pill. There was a ton of um, other decisions that went into that, but I went off it probably like four years ago now. I don't know if I noticed a difference right away. I think it definitely helped overall buying lube. Like there's a reason why (laughs) there's like a million different types and brands of lubrication out there. And that's because everybody needs a little bit of help sometimes or every time. And it makes it so much easier and less painful. So if you need to, okay. I remember when I was younger, like wanting to go buy it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought only like 50 year old women needed to buy lube. Like this is so embarrassing but it's not embarrassing. It honestly makes it so much easier and so much less painful. So yeah, just buy some lube. Honestly, they sell it at like every grocery store. Um, and then pressure around orgasm. I don't know what that means. If it means like pressure for you to have an orgasm, I don't know who's pressuring you. I guess maybe the other person, or maybe you just feel pressure yourself, but I'm going to be honest. The only way that you can get better at that, I actually (laughs) gave this advice to someone the other day. The only way you can get better at it and discover what you like and what is going to 
allow you to have an orgasm during sex is figuring it out on your own. You just got to do it. Like you have to understand what you like. And the only way you can really do that in like a practical way is taking time out yourself to figure it out, which is not a bad thing. It's actually a very good thing. And understanding yourself so that you can tell someone what you want is like so helpful, especially to them. Imagine if you were, you know, having sex with someone and they're like, I'm not orgasming and you have to figure out why. It's like, whoa, that is so much pressure. Like, (laughs) I don't even know where to start. But if you're having sex with someone and they're like, hey, can you do this? I really like this. Or can you do that? I really like when you do that. So much easier. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just do that. You know what I mean? So you have to know yourself to be able to tell someone what you like. Someone said, when and how did you know you were ready to have sex? I feel like I already answered that, but I honestly just waited until one day I felt totally comfortable with it and I felt like I actually wanted to do it. There was no other reason other than the fact that I felt like I was ready. And I feel like you'll never really know when that is until it hits you, but it's just like anything in life. You know, you feel scared until you're not scared anymore and then that's when you know you're ready, I guess. Um, but yeah, I didn't really care like what age I was or anything like that. Um, I just waited until I felt completely comfortable and not nervous and not scared. Someone said, have you ever been with a woman in any way? I have not personally, but I am not against it in any way, shape or form. If anybody else wants to do that, of course. Someone said, what form of birth control do you use? So like I said, I used to be on the pill and I went off it and I started using the fertility awareness method, which you can look into it. Um, it's basically like tracking your temperature and your cervical fluid and like different things to find out when you're ovulating. And then supposedly when you're ovulating, you just abstain from sex or you use condoms and then you don't have to use condoms the rest of the time. I use condoms every time just because I am like that and I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm just fine using them. Um, and I feel a lot better using them. That being said, I do use the fertility awareness method and I do just like abstain from having sex usually, um, when I'm think I'm ovulating because I don't want to have a baby right now. I mean, honestly, I kind of do want to have a baby because I have baby fever right now so bad, but like in the grand scheme of things, I'm not ready to have a baby yet. So, um, yeah, but I always tell people because whenever people ask me what kind of brick, birth control I use and I tell them I use the fertility awareness method I just want to be very clear that like it's a big decision to decide on something like that or to decide on condoms which are only like when they're used right I think they're only 90% effective so it's a big decision and you really have to weigh all of the pros and cons and there is no perfect form of birth control The only perfect one is abstinence, but that's not perfect because then you don't get to have sex. So yeah, you have to weigh the pros and cons. Honestly, all options kind of suck. The advice I always give is to choose the one that is best for your lifestyle. So if you are in college, if you have multiple partners, um, if you're the type of person who just wants to be more carefree and have sex with more people, then I definitely think you should be on something like the pill or, you know, some, some other method that you feel comfortable with that's kind of more... Um, 
reliable or like has a higher chance of effectiveness. Oh my God, it's not a word. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, but you want to choose one that's very effective, especially if you're in a position in your life when you don't want to have a baby. Um, but that being said, even if you're on birth control, that doesn't protect you from STIs. So I feel like you should use condoms anyway. But if you have been in a you know long-term relationship and you feel like you are okay if you get pregnant or if you aren't worried about STDs, then you can use whatever kind you want, whatever kind suits you best and take on the risks that come with them. Um, and that's kind of what I did when I went off the pill. I realized that there were definitely risks, but I felt like the benefits for me outweighed the risks. But yeah, you can't, you know, just pick something because your friends are on whatever pill or whatever. You have to really figure it out for yourself and decide what's best for you. Someone said, do you feel there is an age or a better time to be sexually active? And no, I think the best time is just whenever you feel ready. And I'll leave it at that. I don't really think that age totally plays a factor. I think definitely you can be not mature enough and think that you're ready and like think you're mature. I think that happens to a lot of like younger people. Um, but I mean, I think if you really think about it and you really weigh all the risks and you really understand the magnitude of what it means to be sexually active, I think most people will probably decide they're ready when they're a little bit older. But like I said, I don't think age really has much to do with it as long as you're not doing anything illegal, of course. Okay, the next one is thoughts on people that are over 20 and still a virgin, not because of religion or waiting until marriage. Okay, so this is funny because this just brings up the age thing. I don't know why 20 is like such a, I don't know. People always say like, oh, I don't want to, you know, wait until I'm in my 20s. It's like age should not have, be a factor in it at all. Like if I don't think anybody should feel ashamed of being a virgin still. Also, I'm going to talk about virginity for a quick second after this because I have some things to say on it, but you should never feel bad about whatever age you are because age is just a number. And I just like, I don't think it's a good measure of when someone is ready or like a good measure of like, if someone, if there's something wrong with someone because they haven't had sex and they're whatever age, like, I really don't think that you should feel bad about it at all. And just know that when the time is right, it will happen. And you'll be glad that you waited until the time was right. Okay. I just want to say something about virginity because <laughs> I think virginity is like, oh, it's just sucks. Like the whole, like, okay, yes, they need a word for someone, I guess, who's never had sex, but also there's no word for someone who's never kissed someone before. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, okay, I do understand. It was kind of like a, an oppression thing, I think, when the word virginity was first invented, like the idea of like purity and stuff like that. But the idea that you're any different at all when you've had sex versus when you haven't is like just so it's such a social construct like it's completely made up and it's something that people just build up in their heads so much and whether you've had sex or not it doesn't change you as a person and it doesn't make you a better or worse person and like the idea of virginity and like purity and all of that it's just such a I think it's just bullshit <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone if like you have other views on it but in my opinion virginity is just something that people build up so much that's just a non-issue like you don't have to care about it I don't like the whole idea of like losing your virginity because you're not losing anything like having sex doesn't make you unpure and it doesn't make you anything like 
I hope that makes sense. Okay, the next one. Do you ever force yourself to have sex just to make your partner happy? Okay, I have done this before and I can 100% say don't do it. Like never have sex because you think someone else wants to and you don't want to upset them or you don't want to make them mad. That is a very, very unhealthy way of looking at things. And at the time I just thought like it's not a big deal, but then after it makes you feel really, really shitty and it honestly feels like, I don't know, it feels like something happened to you that you weren't okay with and it's a really bad feeling. So don't ever force yourself to have sex for any reason, especially not just to make someone happy. Some people are totally okay with having sex once a week or once a month or once a year. And some people feel like they want to have sex twice a day or like every day or whatever. And it's kind of just a compatibility thing. And it doesn't mean that any one person is right or wrong. There is no right amount of times to have sex and there's no wrong amount of times to have sex. And it just kind of is like if you're with someone who wants to do it more often than you do, then they just might not be a good fit for you. And I don't think you should ever force yourself to do it. This is coming from someone who has forced themselves to do it before. So I'm not judging anyone and I'm not saying like, <laughs> don't do it. Like I have done it and I'm speaking from experience that it just kind of makes you feel shitty and it makes you feel used and it makes you resent that person when in reality, you might have just thought you had to do it to make them happy and they didn't really care either way. And they would probably feel really bad knowing that you forced yourself to do something when you weren't into it. So my best advice is don't force yourself. And if you feel like it's an issue, then you should definitely talk about it. But honestly, don't feel bad if you've done it or if you do do that because it's really common. But, but I know it sucks. The next one says how to reject having sex if you don't feel like it. Um, I think you just say, I don't feel like it. And if you have a good kind of communication channel with your partner, then you should just be able to tell them. And if they are a decent person, then they will be okay with it and they'll understand it and it won't have to become an issue. Um, if it is an issue and if you ever feel like someone's pressuring you to have sex, even if you've been in a relationship with them for a long time, then I think that is a problem and something that needs to be addressed because you should always feel comfortable saying that you don't want to and the other person should just leave it at that. That being said, if you're with someone who feels like they're the type of person who wants to have sex more often, then you kind of need to be okay with that fact and you need to understand where they're coming from too. But yeah, it just all comes down to if you're a good fit and if they, I guess, are okay with you not wanting to, then it's totally fine. And if they're not okay with you not wanting to, then it's probably an issue that needs to be discussed. But I don't know how to reject it. You just say like, no, I don't really want to. <laughs> you don't want to hurt their feelings. Don't say like, ew, no. <laughs> but you can just say like, I don't feel like it. Um, do you find it easy to communicate what you want slash like sexually? Yes, but I didn't always until I started dating someone who I felt so comfortable with, but I did find it very hard to communicate it before. Yes. Someone said, what if you're not sexually compatible with your significant other? There are so many types of people who just have a certain style or like certain preferences or a certain way of having sex that's just not going to be compatible with you. Like if you're someone who likes to take it slow, take your time, set the mood, do the candles and the foreplay and like everything else. And you're with someone who literally just wants to like five minutes, do it, bang it out and then move on with their day. 
that's just like not going to work. (laughs) Um, It's not even about chemistry. Like even if you love the person so much and you have amazing chemistry, if their whole like preference and style and way that they like to have sex is completely different than yours, then I don't know. Yeah, you're just not compatible. And you kind of have to weigh if that's important to you or not. Like if one of you is okay with changing your preferences, then that's totally fine. But um, yeah, I don't know. If it's not a big deal in your relationship, then I wouldn't worry about it. But if you do find it's a point of tension, you probably will need to address it because for some people, sex is a really big deal in a relationship. Then you might need to find someone else who you're more compatible with. Or if you really don't care that much, then um, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, someone said how to handle queefing. I hate that word. I asked Greg this because I, I was reading out the questions and I was like, someone wants to know how to handle queefing. And he just laughed and he was like, there's nothing to handle. It's just like a thing that happens. There's so many noises and fluids during sex. Like I said, it's just just another part of it. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's not like anything you can control. So do it up. Who cares? Someone said body confidence with new partners. Mm. Yes. I think nothing wrong with this if you are, but I'm not someone who's ever done the one night stand thing. So usually like if it's a new partner, it's someone who I've at least gotten to know or who I know really well and I don't really struggle with body confidence with them. Something to remember when you're having sex with someone is like no one's ever been about to have sex and like taken off their clothes and someone's been like ew oh my god pretty sure that's never happened honestly and if it has that's horrible and that person should not be having sex anyway um (laughs) you should never feel embarrassed about your body with your partner even if you have insecurities or if because of what you see in the media makes you feel like your body is wrong or it's not okay or like you should lose weight or you shouldn't have stretch marks or whatever it is All of that should just go out the window when you're going to have sex because it's with someone who cares about you and loves you no matter what. And you shouldn't be worried about feeling like you have to be confident or not. Like they know what you look like. There's no hiding it. You know, it's not like doing it with the lights off means they don't know that your stomach jiggles when you have sex. Like they already know all those things. So even if it's a new partner, if they've seen you once in your life, then they know what you look like. And They've already told you that they want to have sex with you, so you shouldn't worry about it. And yeah, that is that on that. Someone said, how to deal with shame in my first time. I don't really know how to answer that because I don't really know the whole situation. But if for whatever reason you have shame about doing it, like if it's while you're doing it or before you do it, then maybe you shouldn't do it because that probably means you're not totally comfortable. If it's after you did it, like I said, Having sex doesn't change you as a person. It doesn't make you any better or worse. Definitely doesn't make you any worse. And you shouldn't feel shameful about it. Sex is a totally okay, healthy, and normal thing. As long as you are not doing anything illegal, as long as consent was involved, as long as both people wanted to, don't let any, you know, your parents or, you know, any authority figures or anything make you feel shameful for wanting to have sex or anything like that like it's just a totally normal thing and yeah I don't think you should feel shame about it at all which non-dairy whipped cream do you most recommend for sex um I don't know probably any of them but don't put it inside you because you don't want to get an infection or something um 
use it externally only, but I don't know, cocoa whip maybe? Cocoa whip's my favorite. I've never put it on my body, but I like to eat it and it's delicious. Um, someone said, have you ever had an STD? I have not, but nothing wrong if you have. I know lots of people who have and it's just kind of a fact of life. Um, somebody said so many products cause irritation. What sexual health products you use? Yeah. So we have a store in Halifax called Venus Envy, which is like the best store ever. The people who work there are so knowledgeable and so nice and so like not scary at all. Like I was so scared when I went in there the first time, but they have a really good selection of like natural and vegan products, which I like. They have like water-based lubricants that are like vegan and like 98% organic and all this bougie stuff. So I usually spend a little bit of extra money on those products because I find that they don't irritate me and they just like, I don't know, work the best. Ones that are more natural and organic and stuff like that. Um, usually they are like pH balanced and they're meant to not cause irritation. So it's always good to just spend a little bit of extra money on those I find because it's like going in you. So got to You got to be safe. Okay. Someone said, how do you stay confident nude in front of your significant other, even if you trust them and know they love you for you? The way I stay confident is the same way that I stay confident about my body in any situation. Like I just honestly, truly feel like I've accepted myself. It's something you have to work on all by yourself. There's no one that can make you feel confident if you yourself don't feel it. So it's a lot of inner work and it's a lot of self self acceptance, but being confident naked versus wearing clothes. Like, like I said, you can't hide what you look like from your significant other. They know what you look like. So you shouldn't feel um, unconfident for any reason, honestly. Okay. Someone said how to get courageous enough to buy the first sex toy single for two years, want no partner. Um, you just got to do it. Like if you're actually scared to go to a sex store, maybe you live in a small town, you don't want someone to see you, you can order sex toys on Amazon or online and they come in like a totally discreet package. They don't have a label. They don't say what's on it and they deliver that shit right to your door and no one has to know. So you don't even have to be courageous. Just like get an Amazon account and order one. If you want a sex toy, get one. Someone said birth control methods that don't impact hormones, tracking ovulation, etc. Condoms and um, what's it called? An IUD, like a copper IUD that doesn't use hormones. It just like changes the pH of your vaginal canal, I think, so that the sperm can't survive. Someone said, did you always enjoy sex or did it take you time? Um, No, it definitely took time. It took until I finally figured out what I liked and was not ashamed to tell the person what I like and what I don't and you know how I like to have sex and how I don't um but no took like years not gonna lie someone says what's your response to someone who wants to have sex but feels religion guilting them okay I'm not gonna talk too much about this because I don't want to stir the religion pot and I don't want to make anybody feel bad for believing any certain thing but I'm just gonna say generally if you want to have sex, you should not let anything like that make you feel shameful or guilty for it. It is an entirely healthy and normal thing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's an entirely healthy and normal thing and you shouldn't feel guilty about it and you shouldn't feel shameful for it. So whether it's parents or older siblings or other people or authority figures or religion, 
No one should make you feel bad or guilty for wanting to do a very natural and normal thing. And that is my opinion on that. I think that no one else should be involved in your sex life except you and the other person or people who are doing it. Someone says, what are good ways for someone to explore their sexuality? Ooh, some good ways are sex toys, porn. Yes, I said porn. There's literally a porn category for everything I have learned (laughs) through talking to people about it. They're like, yeah, have you heard about this? And I'm like, no, and I don't want to look that up. But, you know, good for other people for wanting to watch that. Um, No. So sex toys and porn are good ways to explore it yourself. Just like solo sex, being alone, honestly, light a candle. (laughs) And I think honestly, like having sex with people is a good way to explore your sexuality and find out what you like as long as it's legal and as long as you're doing it safely and taking care of yourself. Yeah, practice, 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 watch it on a screen, do it yourself. I feel like there's so much like, I don't know, it's so taboo. And I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, just do it, like just try it, just watch it. If you don't like that, then don't do it again. If you didn't like what you saw, don't watch it again. But like, there's no way to know unless you do it. So don't overthink it, but be sure that you are safe and that you're comfortable. And yeah, but those are some good ways. Sex toys are great though. Honestly, like there is a whole huge industry that is like, I don't know, so innovative now. Anyway, (laughs) how to handle a relationship when you have no interest in sex at all. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think it kind of falls under the category of like just being with someone who's a good match for you. But I don't really know, like if we're talking about asexuality, I don't know a ton about that. I haven't researched it. I don't know anyone who is asexual or like has dealt with it. I'm sure there's so many like YouTube videos and books on this. Um, I've never really looked into it, but I would just say if you are with someone who's like super interested in sex and you're not, then again, it's probably not a good fit. Okay. So I was talking for a really long time. My mouth is really dry, but I hope that I answered your guys' questions well. If you guys enjoyed this episode, definitely leave a rating and review on iTunes, or you can just message me and let me know how you found it. That is everything for this week. I love you guys so much. I hope you're having an amazing day wherever in the world you are, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.